Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. This episode of the Shit Show is powered by Natural Cycles, the first and only hormone-free birth control app you didn't know you needed. Welcome to the Shit Show. Welcome to the world of the media. Kia ora, everyone. Hi, everyone. Welcome back. It feels like we haven't done this in a long time. Honestly, everyone, me and Ruby have just made a big life move up to Auckland, which is the biggest city in New Zealand from our wee small town. Yes, which is super exciting, but it means that everything has felt very on hold for the past week or so yes we are exhausted but honestly i'm pumped to be back recording and this episode is a shit show so yes it is and we're so excited to be sponsored which you would have already heard but how fun is that that continues to fund the reason that we're here honestly it's the best thing ever being able to do what we love and actually have people supporting it now so we know you guys will love any brand that we work with as well but just a quick shout out to natural cycles thanks team once again thank you So today we are talking about basically all things Donald Trump. Yes, we are in need of an update about Donald Trump. Yes, so I'm going to be going into all the details with his COVID diagnosis, what the fuck, and then Luce, you're going to kind of head into a bit of the debate stuff. Yeah, we want to know where we're at with this damn election that seems to just be dragging on forever. And, you know, what Trump's COVID diagnosis means for his chances at winning. Yeah, shit, yeah. So let's get into it. So here's the story, folks. Okay, Rubes, I have done no research into the whole COVID Trump saga, so please fill me in. So it all started on October 1st when Bloomberg broke the news that Trump's aide, Hope Hicks, was the White House's patient zero. So Trump tweeted later that day that he and First Lady Melania Trump had been tested for the virus and were waiting on the results. And he tweeted out, in the meantime, we will begin our quarantine process. Of course, we all know now that his test came back positive Mm -hmm. later that night. However, the next day we learned that on September 26th, the White House had hosted a ceremony for Trump's nomination of Amy Coney Barrett to the Supreme Court, which this event has now been dubbed as the Super Spreader event. Oh, shit. 200 people attended that event. They did not practice social distancing, and most guests were maskless. So, of course, that is pretty crazy in times like this when actually the capital, Washington, D.C., like, events like that aren't allowed, but because it's the White House, like, they are... (sighs) Above that? I, honestly, like, I think they deserve whatever's coming to them. Yeah. Well, from this event now, more than 11 people have tested positive for the virus, including Trump and Melania. 
So then on October 2nd, uh, Trump was transferred to Walter Reed Hospital at the recommendation of the White House physician, Dr. Sean Conley. The next day, Conley told the media, at this time, the team and I are extremely happy with the progress the president has made. He said that Trump had a fever Thursday night, but it was gone by Friday. This statement, however, was revealed to be downplayed entirely. Mm. So basically, the reality was that Trump had needed supplemental oxygen on Friday and that his blood oxygen saturation had dropped to worrisome levels twice during his hospital stay. So this was really weird because it seemed as if the White House and his administration had been actively trying to mislead the public on Trump's COVID case. Uh, Conley said that he had withheld these details because he wanted to reflect the upbeat attitude that the president has had about the course of Trump's illness. No, it's because they hide everything. I know, like what kind of excuse is that? No, you fucked the COVID response and now you're not wanting to tell your people that your great leader has come down with the virus. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they've completely downplayed what the virus is. Mm -hmm. They don't want to show how serious it can actually be. Mm Absolutely. So, in response to the low oxygen episodes, Conley said that the president was being treated with a drug, which I'm going to completely butcher this name, dexamethasone. So, this is an anti-inflammatory steroid. The doctor's decision to use this drug has actually led to large amounts of speculation because this is only used in more advanced cases of COVID and it's not recommended Mm. for early stages. And it has serious psychiatric side effects that can include mania, psychosis, depression in serious cases. So they were treating him with this steroid that is usually only used in advanced cases. But Mm -hmm. yet they were saying that he was basically fine and dandy. Yeah, absolutely. Mm -hmm. Uh, So therefore, the decision to use this drug... It led people to believe that Trump's illness was actually much more serious than the public had been told. Mm. Uh, either that or it meant that the president's VIP status had also led to him being over-treated. An intensive care doctor told Vox that if he had treated a COVID patient, he would have used different drugs, but said, the challenge is that when you're a VIP patient, it doesn't mean you always get better care, it just means you get more care. The other drugs that Trump had been given throughout his stay included remdesivir, which again is typically given to patients with severe infection and cuts the duration of the symptoms from 15 to 11 days. The third drug treatment is the antibody therapy known as Regeneron. And this is still classed as an experimental drug that has actually only had a handful of people outside of the clinical trials test this out. So... Apparently, he's a bit of a guinea pig. Do you know what? I hope that they backfire because I'm not kidding. He should not be getting treatment better than the treatment that he's been forcing on his people in America. He should not be getting preferential treatment. I know. Literally, it's awful. Especially when, and I was actually going to talk about this later, Mm -hmm. but the fact that he wants to strip Americans of Obamacare and take away millions of people's rights 
to healthcare and the ability to access healthcare, yet he goes in and is like treated like a king. Yeah. Well, yeah, like the, the fucking world. president when he goes in for COVID. He's not having the COVID experience that Americans are having, and that's why he can be so fucking blase about it. Literally. So on October 5th, after only three nights in hospital, Trump announced um, via Twitter, what else, Mm -hmm. that he would be returning to the White House. His statement read, I'll be leaving the great Walter Reed Medical Center today at 6.30 p.m. Feeling really good. Don't be afraid of COVID. Don't let it dominate your life. We have developed under the Trump administration some really great drugs and knowledge. I feel better than I did 20 years ago. So this quote does not only undermine doctors and the experts messaging about the virus and how awful it is and the reality of the virus. It also disregards the 214,000 people in the US who have died from COVID. And also the fact that we said before he wants to put through a nomination into the Supreme Court that will hopefully help strike down Obamacare for millions of people who rely on it. Yeah, I'm sorry, but you can't say don't let it dominate your life when people can't afford treatment and it's dominating the entire world. Mm -hmm. I just think, nah, that's bullshit. That fucks me off. The lack of self-awareness that man has and that is like the least of his problem. I I actually can't believe that he's the President of the United States and that kind of bullshit is what the public service announcements are. I know. Oh, continue if you must. Yes. Well, on Sunday, uh, Trump claimed in a tweet that he was immune from the virus and that his doctor had signed him off saying that he can't get or give the virus anymore. However, given that it had just been seven days since the president's diagnosis, other doctors are really skeptical of this, Mm. citing that there was no way to know for certain that he was not contagious And Twitter even flagged this tweet with a fact check warning. Mm. But alas, in his true, irresponsible, completely disregarding others' ultimate self-serving nature, Trump is returning to the campaign trail, which started this Monday in a rally in Florida. And according to campaign officials, Trump is traveling nearly every day for the rest of the campaign. Following Trump's diagnosis, some polls have reflected that the virus had hurt his chances in being re-elected. Survey USA and Franklin Pierce University Boston Herald poll both showed a pretty significant jump for Biden in the polling conducted after Trump's hospitalization. But not every poll demonstrated the shift, which I think asks the interesting question of what will it actually take for Trump supporters to literally stop supporting him? Like They've supported him through the pussy-grabbing incident, through Black Lives Matter, through his mishandling of COVID, through his tax returns that was just like, you know, it's like, what is it actually going to take? He could shit on them, and I'm sure they would still lap it up. Oh, yeah, they quite literally would, which is a disgusting thought. (laughs) Like, oh, you're right. Are we wrong? No. Basically, I just want to sum it up with, I'm going to say it's not a conspiracy theory, but Mm -hmm. there's been a lot of speculation that Trump has actually been the White House's patient zero. Basically, this idea that Trump is actually the White House's super spreader has come from... (laughs) Don't know why it's funny, but honestly, (laughs) just that idea in itself, like, what the fuck? (laughs) I know. It's come from the fact that the White House has actually had an insane 
lack of transparency throughout Trump's COVID case that has really fueled these flames. Uh, as mentioned before, Hope Hicks, his aide, was largely pointed to by the team as the spreader for the virus. Mm-hmm. However, the White House refused to disclose when Trump's last negative test was prior to his positive diagnosis. And the fact that they also rejected uh, the Center of Disease Control and Prevention's assistance in using investigative measures to help identify the source of the White House's oh, outbreak. Because they didn't want to find it out because it no. was Trump. Well, that's the thing. Many people think that there is something very fishy that is going on that they are trying to hide. Jonathan Rayner, a professor of medicine and surgery at George Washington University, spoke with CNN and said that he believes that Trump was actually not tested before the presidential debate with Joe Biden and that he actually probably had COVID during the debate and also during the White House super spreader event, the ceremony of Amy Coney Barrett. So Rayner basically said on live TV that he was symptomatic on Thursday night, which was the debate, and it takes about a week after the infection to get sick enough to be admitted to hospital. Now, this is interesting because the rules of the debate are that both sides are required to document that they have been tested within 72 hours. Mm -hmm. However, Rayner believes that the president did not have a test, and that is why the White House has rejected the help of tracing the source because they're... Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. believe it might be Trump. So this is important to note because even though it is all speculation and we don't know if this is true, but it's even the refusal of his administration to disclose when Trump last had a negative test either shows that they have something to hide or just that the president was not getting the test that he should have been, which both the completely unacceptable and really fucking dangerous. Yeah, and to be honest... The fact that we'll never know is not what a democracy should look like. No, fuck that no. is like North Korea type shit. Like that shit's getting hidden within the administration, and now we don't even. I wouldn't even believe in a million years that we'd ever find out the truth. It is like everything is being vetted. It's like this like state media where what gets through is purely decided on by Trump's team. I know. Yeah, oh. you're absolutely right. So that is kind of summing up Trump's COVID situation timeline i feel like i've wanked on mm, probably shouldn't say that i feel like i've talked a lot but it's been look it's been very enlightening because i didn't realize that there was the potential that trump was patient zero before you tell us what's happening with the election and the debates loose let's hear from our sponsor now we all know that finding the right birth control for your body can be an 
absolute struggle. That is why we were both so shocked finding out about Natural Cycles, a birth control option that is 100% hormone free. Fuck yes, Rubes. You know that I've always had a bloody shit show with the pill. I know that it works for you and it works for a bunch of other people, but my body just does not like the hormones. I honestly turned into the devil. <laughs> so I, for one, was pumped to learn about this new option that really did work with my body. Heck yes. And did you know that Natural Cycles is the first and only FDA cleared birth control app? Not to be confused with a period tracker app and identifies your fertility from your body temperature. When you sign up, Natural Cycles sends you one of their thermometers. Every morning you take your temperature, log it into the app, and bam, it'll let you know if you're fertile or not. So if you read fertile on that day, it means you should use protection that day, right? Exactly, and if you use it perfectly, Natural Cycles is 98% effective. And with typical use, it's 93% effective. We are bloody stoked to have Natural Cycles sponsoring today's episode. If you'd like to check out Natural Cycles for yourselves, go to naturalcycles.com and use the code SISKA, S-Y-S-C-A, for 20% off an annual subscription and a free thermometer. P.S. You must be 18 plus to use Natural Cycles and Natural Cycles does not protect against STIs. Thanks, team. So, Luz... How's the election going? Is it still happening? I mean, it's definitely still happening. Who knows whether, even if Trump loses, he'll surrender his position. Oh, well, that's another talk for another time, isn't it? It sure is. But I think I think we haven't caught up since the first bloody debate. So I think that we might have to. Yeah, absolutely. Take us through it. Yeah, so honestly, I don't really have that much to say except for that Trump was an absolute child during that first debate. It was like watching a three-year-old having a tantrum. It made me really upset and really angry, but also I was really proud of Biden. Yeah. Yeah. I think he did really well. He did. Because I was a bit scared about, you know, we've talked before about his gaffes and his potential for a few misspoken words and I think he really pulled through this night. He did. He really held his own. So the New York Times described it fantastically. They said it was an onstage shouting of Trump's Twitter feed at (laughs) Joe Biden. Which it honestly was. Just a few of the points that really did stick out for me. Obviously one of them, Rubes, was that Trump would not condemn white supremacists. Yeah. Or white supremacy. He has refused to do it before, but live in the presidential debate, mm. you can't look over the fact that Trump didn't condemn them. In fact, he kind of has become a new figurehead for the Proud Boys. So the Proud Boys, for anyone that don't know, um, they're a far-right, anti-immigrant, all-male group. And actually, fun fact, they were founded in 2016 by Gavin McInnes, who also founded Vice. Yeah, that's fucked up. You told me that the other day and I was kind of godsmacked. Yeah, it's fucked up. I mean, Gavin McInnes is not affiliated with Vice at all anymore, though. But anyway, the Proud Boys came into this because Biden prompted Trump to condemn the Proud Boys. And Trump said, Proud Boys, stand back and stand by. Which they have just taken and run with. Like, they're putting it on t-shirts, they're tweeting it. Well, of course. It makes it seem like... You've got our back, like, we'll call on you when we need you. Literally, you've just had an endorsement from the President of the United States. Just as another side note, a proud boy must declare that he is a Western chauvinist who refuses to apologise for creating the modern world. Rank. (laughs) 
Disgusting. Then Trump finished off his complete non-condemnation of white supremacist by saying the violence was actually all coming from the left. So yeah, that was point number one, that he couldn't say shit about white supremacists because you know what? He is one. Yeah, well that's the thing. He can't condemn what he is. No. He loves it. And the next thing that he continued to do was shit on Biden's family, pretty much. Which is a really, really low, low blow to do personally, to do privately, to do on live TV, and to someone like Joe Biden, who has been through the ringer when it comes Mm. to family affairs. You guys can listen to our podcast all about Joe Biden and his history. He has quite a tragic past, and a lot of it is to do with his family. So Trump bringing up Biden's family and, of course, his son was just really fucked up. So at one point, Biden referenced Trump's calling of the people in the military losers. Do you remember when Trump said that? And he said that his son, Bo, who died of brain cancer but did serve in the military, was not a loser. And then Trump shot back about his other son, Hunter, saying that he was dishonorably discharged because he had a cocaine problem, completely missing the point of what Biden was trying to say about people who serve. But then Biden really respectfully, I think, he didn't get emotional, you know, even though they were talking about his dead son, Bo. Yeah, he didn't bite the bait, which I love. He didn't take the bait. This is what we need. Mm Mm-hmm. He told Trump that Trump was talking about the wrong son, but he said that his son Hunter was not dishonorably discharged. But yes, he was a drug addict, and like a lot of Americans, he worked through it, and that Biden was really proud of him. So he took it, didn't shy away from it. Like, you were not defined by your addiction. Nobody is. Shit, And it is an amazing thing that he was able to work through it, and the fact that Trump was shitting on that and using that as a... Tactic? A tactic or something to try and one-up in a debate is fucked up. It's really fucked up. And it is really awesome that Biden just took it and said how proud he was because that is not something that any parent should try and hide. No, shit no. Speaking of tactics, one of Trump's main tactics was to just obviously continue to shout over Biden, which is something you shouldn't do to anyone, but it's something that you really shouldn't do to someone with a stutter. So Biden has been really open about having a speech impediment and working really hard through a stutter. And it is scary to watch speeches and debates because the media often forget to take into account the stutter and they they downplay it as, you know, him faltering or not knowing his shit. And Trump will use it as Sleepy Joe. Or Senile Joe. Oh, has Trump seen himself? Seriously. So, yeah, Biden did so well under these circumstances considering he was getting interrupted at every every point there are actually a lot of kind of mutterings on the internet of this being a debate tactic that trump has actually been taught to do so it's not proven but there's been some noise that chris christie gave trump just one piece of advice as debate coach saying people who overcome stuttering have a harder time maintaining their train of thought when interrupted Keep interrupting him and he'll stumble when he tries to speak. This will enforce the senile narrative. Now, I haven't been able to fact check this, but I have been seeing a lot, you know, on the internet that whether it's out there explicitly or not, this has been a tactic of the Trump administration. And to be honest, like dirty politics, I wouldn't put it past Well, neither. I mean, look at how they've handled Trump's COVID test. Mm -hmm. Nothing is the truth. 
Um, and so, yes, Biden held his own. He smashed it. Trump looked like a child. Just some honorable mentions from Joe Biden. He said at one point, yeah, well, it's hard to get a word in with this clown. And then he also just said, will you shut up, man? So, like, yeah. we do kind of stand. I mean, I think the thing for Biden was that he could have said nothing and he still could have won because mm-hmm. of the amount of shit Trump was spurting. Wasn't it so embarrassing? It was just ridiculous watching it. It was like Trump was just debating with the fucking uh, moderator. moderator. I know. I felt bad for the moderator as well. I, I don't know. know how you would even... And I loved that he did not shy away from calling Trump's pathetic behavior out exactly so yes that was the first debate now the second presidential debate which was initially set for october 15th has been cancelled by the commission on presidential debates so at first trump seemed keen to debate despite still being treated (laughs) for covid19 he tweeted I'm looking forward to the debate on the evening of Thursday, October 15th in Miami. It will be great. However, then the Commission of Presidential Debates announced that, of course, the second debate would be held virtually because Trump has the coronavirus. Literally. And then Trump said he no longer wanted to participate. He said, that's not what debating's all about. You sit behind a computer and do a debate. It's ridiculous. And then they cut you off whenever they want. So he literally refused to do this debate because he doesn't want to play by the rules because he'd be able to get muted. Oh my God. I would love that. Just hearing Trump, oh my God, like yelling behind a muted screen. Oh my God. I would love that too. Yeah. He said he wasn't going to waste time on a virtual debate. So I think what both parties are doing is holding their own kind of event on that night or around that time, but there's no second debate. There is, however, going to be a final presidential debate, which is going to be on October 22nd. Um, That is still on the cards, and I really actually can't wait for that because it's getting to crunch time. It really is, and it's quite an exciting... It's terrifying, but it's also a very exciting time because it does feel like change is on the horizon. I really, I really hope so. And, I mean, just to back up what you were saying about the polls before, Rubes, Biden's advantage in the polls does seem to have increased since one, the first debate, and mm-hmm. two, Trump's fucking stupid handling of his own COVID diagnosis. So, um, I don't know. We all know we can't really trust the polls. So I, I think the last thing that I really need to say now that we've summed up the debates is that you still need to go and vote. Yeah. Like, sure, yeah. if you don't want a president that's going to fucking get COVID and then lie to y'all about it and try and continue to spread it to all of you, just vote. Just go out and vote, guys. Yeah. And I think that just about sums it up. I think so. Um, If you do want to find us other than in your ears, you can find us on Instagram at The Shit Show with a whole bunch of underscores or at Shit You Should Care About, of course. Also on our website, shityoushouldcareabout.com and our Facebook group, The Shit You Should Care About Squad. Woohoo! And please do share this podcast if you loved it or if you hated it because we need to get people angry about Trump, so just share it anyway. And once again, a big thank you to Natural Cycles for making this episode of The Shit Show possible. Woohoo! Bye! Bye!